Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. NFL fans, it is time once again for another episode of The Big Picture. And wait a second, you're probably asking yourself, has there been a first episode of The Big Picture? Nah, this is just me being lazy. This is a new show from Fans First Sports Network. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, co-host of The Big Picture. My co-host is also Wesley Coleman. Wesley, tell them who you are. Hey, I'm uh, with the Fans First Sports Network covering the New Orleans Saints on the Dome Patrol podcast, um, and uh, excited to be here. This is, yeah, in first first show, first uh, first week. We actually have records. We have teams in first place. We have teams in last place. Uh, we've got some playoff hopes are already dashed, and uh, we've actually got football to talk about. That's absolutely the best thing, the fact that we are talking about football. We're not talking about what ifs. We do have a small sample size. And that's the first question to ask here, Wesley. And, you know, this is something that's going to be special throughout the season. We're going to be doing this show from an AFC perspective on my side, since I cover the Steelers, or Steel Curtain Network, a part of Fans First Sports Network, and you, of course, with the Saints. So with that being said, we are going to be able to talk AFC, NFC, and what we're seeing from that end. But there were some interconference games as well. We saw some teams not expected to lose this weekend, lose uh, a lot of uh, the big three in the AFC went down. So with that, what surprised you the most? 
Um, you know, I, I'll say the surprise me the most is probably not even one of the huge upsets. Um, but the way that the Rams uh, performed is probably one of the few games that I that I saw and that surprised me that I would read into. Um, there's some of the big upsets from uh, Super Bowl favorites and playoff favorites that lost that I'm like, yeah, it's early. I don't care. And then there's some teams that won that I was like, oh, I thought they were going to be terrible. That I'm also like, they could still be terrible. The way the Rams did it was probably the one that surprised me. And there's, uh, um, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to to disqualify anybody from the playoffs this too early on. I think some of our favorites are still going to come out in the wash. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of people are already uh, saying, well, you know, that's their season. And uh, you can't say that for a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, who I believe they started off the season 0-2 last year. Can't right. say that for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, and you definitely cannot say that for the Buffalo Bills either. Really surprised with some of those teams, you know, losing the first week out. You know, especially, you know, it's very rare to see the defending champion go down on Thursday night beforehand. I uh, don't have the record in front of me, but I think it's, uh, man, I think it's only happened two or three times in the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, and it started off that really gave us a glimpse into the, uh, you know, the, the weekend that we were going to see, um, and and I think a lot of people are going to read into that game too much. Um, obviously, you got an excuse on the Chiefs side that uh, they don't have their best defensive player playing in the game, who who now has signed a contract and will show up, and then Travis Kelsey wasn't there to catch the ball. But this is kind of like the game that people were looking for from the Lions, who have kind of become that NFC sweethearts kind of. Uh, wild card team or maybe even are going to win their division uh, that's been a lot of talk about the Lions, so i think people like to see that and it uh, it makes a good storyline if you watch the game i think that uh, travis kelsey probably makes a difference in that game um and there's a there's a few other plays back and forth uh again i'm not, I'm not sure if, if the lions are going to end up having a, a better record than the chiefs by the end of the season i agree with you on that and my knee-jerk reaction from that game is if Travis Kelsey plays in that game, they probably win that game by more than 14 points. Absolutely. Because he makes such a difference. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's without even getting into the Chris Chris Jones play in and other players like that. But I think Travis Kelsey alone makes a difference. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Tony um doesn't have as many attempted passes, drops, whatever you want to call it, would happen with him. Um, because if Travis Kelsey is in there. Um, and I, I, I've gone on record that I thought that the Lions, I, I like Dan Campbell. I like the attitude of the Lions, but I don't think they are a very good team. Um, I think that they're going to get by with heart and grit a lot more than they are with talent. And at some point, of course, a 17-game season, that talent is going to matter. Um, I still feel that way after watching this game. I don't think it was a pretty win, but I don't think they're going to have a lot of opportunities for ugly wins. I think a lot of times... Um, in the end, they're going to come up on the short end of the stick as, as they've kind of done year after year is they play close games and lose close games. We've seen a lot of uh, times that teams, you know, they go crazy at the beginning of the season. They're undefeated for the first few games and then they do fall apart and they don't even make the playoffs. You know, that Detroit Lions team back in 1981, they adopted another one bites the dust. They had uh, they had a video out. They started out four and zero, and they were they were ready to take on the world. And they did not make the playoffs 
that season. And I know that is <laughs> over 40 some years ago, but Detroit's done that in the past with a, you know, a much stronger lineup. So this show is called the big picture. And if we're looking at the big picture here, do you really see a snapshot with Detroit in the top seven at season's end? I can't see it. Um, I, I think that th throughout, uh, throughout the league, I think that there's going to be, uh, I don't think they're going to win their division. Um, I'm not sure this green Bay thing is real. I'm, I'm not a big uh, Jordan love uh, supporter. Um, uh, but I think that Minnesota ends up winning that division. And I just don't think that um, I, I don't see with the Cowboys and the Eagles, of course, somebody's going to get second place there and a few other things. I don't see Detroit being able to even make the wild card. Um, so, so no, I don't think they end up in the top seven this year. You know, when you go ahead and take a look at week one, and we've already alluded to this, you know, you cannot write off those 16 teams that lost and you cannot go ahead and uh, punch a ticket for those 16 teams that were victorious the first week. But when you look at some of these teams and we just talked a good bit about the NFC North, I almost wanted to call them the central, please excuse me. I mean that I go way back with that. But when you look at the North, we just talked about those teams. One of the teams that lost and lost in a fashion that I don't think a lot of people expected Tampa Bay to go ahead and beat Minnesota. And you just said you feel that they're going to go ahead and win the division. They're probably the strongest there. And, but one team that really, I feel like they showed true colors was the Chicago bears. I think they are a lot worse than a lot of people thought the rebound that would have happened this year that some people forecasted. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I agree with you there. And like I, I kind of alluded to the, the Packers of not thinking they're as good as they played. Um, I think that the Bears were, were the, the terrible team in that game. Um, and I, I don't know if uh, um, I just don't see the Justin Fields ability or inability to throw the ball. And I get it. He's super athletic and he's um, got some ability once he gets out of the pocket. The problem is, is he's refused to establish when he should leave the pocket he, he had 55 times he was sacked last season um that's too much for somebody as athletic as him he's all of his decision making is slow and i think that he's been in the league long enough and seen enough snaps now to where what we're seeing is him so so i agree with you and i think the bears um they kind of admitted to us that they were thinking about it because it was definitely they've had conversations with teams of whether or not they were going to trade justin fields or the number one overall pick this last year um, that was definitely a discussion in house. And for me, if you're having that discussion, I think you've got to get rid of the player because you're admitting that, that maybe he's not the guy. So um, I, I'm not, I, I don't believe in the bears either. Um, I think that, you know, you talked about the, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers beating the Vikings completely confuses me because I think the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield is an awful football team that again is not going to win half of their games. The Vikings have some things to figure out, and uh, I, I think that they'll end up being fine. Um, but again, it's early. So just like there's every year, there's a new team that makes the playoff every year that we didn't expect. There's also going to be some team that won their division last year and we thought was going to repeat that's not even going to make the playoffs. So uh, we're all learning together. Um, but but I still feel pretty good about the Vikings being better than the, the Buccaneers by the time it, it, all, uh, it all ends. 
So if we go ahead and we pencil a team in from the NFC North, it is the Vikings. That's who you just mentioned there. Yeah. Anybody else? Because you already said you don't think Detroit will make it in the end, and you don't believe in Green Bay. And, of course, none of us believe in Chicago. Uh, I think we just established that. So uh, would you think Green Bay would sneak in, or do you think they're just uh, – I think Green Bay is going to be fighting with – you know, at, at one time I would have thought – I actually thought the Giants might be decent this year with the – I don't believe in Daniel Jones so much, but with Saquon Barkley, I thought they were going to lean into that. Um, I think that I might have been scared off. That might be the one game that I actually read something into from week one um, is the Giants just looked pitiful. Um, so I don't think the Giants would be the third team from the NFC East to make it. So yeah, Green Bay or somebody like that's going to have to make it in. And I think they're really the one that probably makes the most sense. Um considering the, the the weakness of the NFC South this year um, and, and what you're, uh, I mean, again, uh, the assumed weakness of what we're looking at in the NFC West. Well, let's talk about your AFC South. There was, it seems to be NFC. some anomalies there to, excuse me, the NFC South. I apologize. Uh, your, your saints. Yep. They picked up a victory this week. Yep. The Falcons did too. And the Carolina Panthers, they went down to the Falcons yep. in that game. So you had three teams from that division win. And that seems to be one of the, like you just mentioned, one of the weaker divisions in the entire NFL. Is it the Saints to lose or the Falcons for real? No, I, I think to me, and trying not to be a homer here, that the it is the Saints' division to lose. The Saints are going to have a, a they, they showed to have an elite defense in this this first week against the Titans. Um, the Titans, regardless of how Tannehill plays, they do have Derrick Henry, who is is a great running back, and then DeAndre Hopkins. And the Saints shut down both of them. Um, Derek Carr is by far the best quarterback in the NFC South. Um, Desmond Ritter is taking his, uh, his, it's his second year, but he had only a few starts last year. Um, he wasn't very accurate in college. I'm not sure that he's improved that, um, uh, to be as an NFL passer yet. Bryce Young is, you know, number one overall pick, but playing behind an, it's a small guy playing behind an awful offensive line. And I don't think anybody's going to try and, um, push Baker Mayfield, even though they did beat the Vikings this week. Yeah, that once again might be an anomaly there. When like, I almost feel it's disrespectful at... to say Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFC South. He's the only above average quarterback in the NFC South. I, I would say that, and I would say head and shoulders. Certainly. He could probably get an endorsement deal there. So <laughs> one team coming out of the South? Yes, definitely. All right, so we're going to pencil in the Saints in the big picture this week. Let's go ahead over to the NFC West. Wow, the Rams did surprise you. And one of the surprise teams last year was the Seattle Seahawks losing Russell Wilson, coming back with a you know just a great year out of Geno Smith. He got that big contract. I was kind of kind of thinking that uh he was gonna be a one-hit wonder the way he looked and the way the Seahawks looked at home. And that's a that's a tough place to go on the road and play the Seahawks. For the Rams to do that, are they back? Yeah, I mean, listen, um, 
all reports are that Matthew Stafford is healthier than he's been in years. Um, he was banged up all of last year, had some concussion problems, um, and he's coming in healthy. And Matthew Stafford is a quarterback that has played behind bad offensive lines and a lot of times with subpar health um, for, for most of his career, and he's racked up yards. He is a, a very good quarterback to throwing the ball. Um, and this he does it in this game uh, with, with no Cooper Cup, and we're not sure if he's going to have Cooper Cup. Um, but the Rams are a team that's a few years removed from the Super Bowl, but I think that we've been a way they fell apart last year with a lot of injuries. Probably all wrote them off a little too soon. Um, it was a cool thing to get behind Geno Smith's story and the Seahawks, and of course everybody understands what how, how strong the 49ers are. Um, so it kind of makes sense. You know, of course, Arizona is, is a non-story. But um, it kind of made sense to forget about the Rams. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. If he's healthy and if his offensive line is going to block for him, he's going to find people to throw the ball to. And regardless of that, Sean McVay is going to find a way to get receivers open, even though they're not the best receivers in the NFL. He is a smart coordinator um, for, on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I, I think that the Rams can be forgot about too easy. I think they can be competing for one of those playoff spots uh, possibly two two teams out of that division behind the 49ers they absolutely could you know the seahawks do you feel that they could probably make a run and stick their way in because that is a tough division you know i think the 49ers are and i have a i had a rooting interest in that game the other day because i do cover the steelers i'm a steelers fan i make no bones about that you know the 49ers were one of the best teams of the weekend they were besides the cowboys they thoroughly dominated that game a 30 to 7 win over pittsburgh that seems way too close because i watched the game in 23 points that that could have been 40 oh yeah um yeah that, that 49ers um i mean this is where we have all the kind of questions of like which team's for real or not i, I think that we can believe in the 49ers defense um, and then Brock Purdy looked great and put up some good numbers, um, but uh, he still is a young guy. And so um, was this a great, another great game from Brock Purdy? And is he developing into a real NFL starter or, or is Pittsburgh uh, kind of still piecing some things together? And, uh, you know, wasn't a, the, the right defense to challenge him um, regardless, um, you know, the 49ers and Cowboys both stick out as your kind of cream of the crop in the NFC. If you're reading into week one. Yeah, and I, I think that's what we're doing here in the big picture. For sure. We're definitely going to do that. You know, one thing about Brock Purdy that I could tell you, I was not sold on him, but I was sold right away in that game. Okay. Uh, gosh, uh, my gosh, Pittsburgh fans were demoralized after that one game. And I think the national media, you know, quit thinking about them as the darling. And we'll talk about them in the AFC after break. But Brock Purdy got out of trouble a lot. A lot. He uh, he had a quick release. He was uh, sure he uh, plays that short game uh, in that Shanahan system. It, I think he works well. So And he showed a lot of poise in that game as well. There's nothing that I can say about the 49ers. In fact, I actually uh, have a lot more respect for San Francisco than I did going into the game. It's not saying that I didn't have a lot uh, – I still had a lot of respect for him, but wow, I 
I see magic out of them. And if, if they can stay healthy and especially in an NFC championship game, which this is, this is a team that could go very, very far. I think the uh, odds in Vegas have changed. That's a big question with them though, is Christian McCaffrey is not somebody who's proven he can stay healthy through the NFL season. Um, And he has 152 yards um, right off the bat. I mean, he, he is an elite player in the league, um, but if he is not healthy, um, which is he's consistently been not healthy, um, at least by season's end, um, it is does that take away their identity? Um, you mentioned Shanahan as well. He's he's another guy in that kind of McVeigh vein where he's a very smart offensive mind who's going to figure out a way to get the ball in people's hands, whether they're um, the, the best in the league or not. If we wrap up the NFC, we already mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. They did have a dominating performance. As you said, the Giants kind of, well, they, uh, if we're doing power rankings here, they're, they're low. They're, they're probably in the uh, bottom 5% after the way they played in that game. That was a thorough embarrassment by the New York football Giants. The Washington Commanders, I live fairly close to the Commanders. I'm not a fan, but I I do pay attention to them. They beat the Cardinals, and that's pretty much all you need to know about that. Then the Philadelphia Eagles, very interesting team here because they took on New England. I think New England is actually a lot better than a lot of people think that they are, and I actually really think that uh, they they could compete but a lot of people were very disappointed in Philadelphia. Philadelphia fans were acting like it was a loss, even though they got the victory. Yeah, I think that um, the Eagles fans thought that they were going to throttle the Patriots and that they were going to be the ones that everybody was going to be talking about, the way that the Cowboys and the 49ers are being talked about. And the Eagles got forgotten about really quick after this week one. Um, with the performances of those two teams. Um, Listen, I think the Eagles will have some things to figure out. Um, I was kind of surprised they took it as far as they did last year. Um, I know they, because of some of the perceived weaknesses uh, for the NFC side, um, they are one of the favorites to repeat and make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I I do think over the course of the year, they're going to have a a trouble. I think that they'll um, definitely make the playoffs, but um, I'm not super high on the Eagles. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure. I'll have to see more from the Patriots. I don't know if I've said, seen enough from them um, to, to see what they can do, if their defense is as dominant as it used to be, or if we can count on Mac Jones to win close games. That's a, it's still an iffy proposition for me. If we wrap up the NFC, looks like I've circled in the big picture seven teams here that it looks like we can go ahead and say right now, after week one, very knee-jerk, you know, this is way too early, but we're looking at the 49ers. Sounds like the Cowboys to win that division. We're looking at, looks like the Vikings and the Saints. And then you'll throw in as wild card teams, possibly the Packers, definitely the Eagles. I, I still think they're strong. I think they're going to contend for that division. And we're going to go ahead and throw in the Rams as well. I like it. Um, I like all of that except for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm not, I can't ever pull for the Cowboys. I hated watching how how much they dominated oh. that game and what it looked oh, like. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm a Steelers fan. I we will never root for the Cowboys. And, and I'm at least going to admit that 
I know that 40 to zero seems like an enormous score, but Daniel Jones alone lost that game with seven sacks and two interceptions. Uh, the Cowboys, none of the Cowboys' offensive numbers look very impressive. They did not throw for many yards and it rushed for many yards. It was a just complete falling apart by Daniel Jones, who looked like he had no interest in playing football or making good decisions that night. It was it was sad to see. All right, let's play the music. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's Fans First Sports Network for all of your sporting needs. It's NFL season, and wow, I tell you what, you could tell that Fans are in a frenzy right now, loving, just loving the NFL, loving that it's back. They were like that in preseason. This is our first NFL season with Fans First Sports Network going very well. 
uh, great start for our NFL covering career here. And make sure you check out Fans First Sports Network for all of your sporting needs once again. Doesn't matter what team or sport, Fans First Sports Network will have it and will cover it for you, just like baseball. Wesley, New Orleans doesn't have a team. Who's your baseball team? Texas Rangers. There you go. I actually like the Rangers. I've I've always pulled for them. I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, so I don't know what base good baseball is, <laughs> at least for a long, long time. But you do have a Texas Rangers podcast here on Fans First. You have a Pittsburgh Pirates podcast as well. So make sure you check out all of those. Also, college football as well. So much going on here at FFSN. Let's get back into the big picture. We talked about the NFC. Let's talk about the AFC. We're going to go ahead just like we started. In the NFC, we're going to start with the AFC North. And I'm just going to say real quick, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Wow, that was a rough week for them. We're going to find out who they are when they play the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns, well, excited a lot of people with that great defense and flummoxing the Cincinnati Bengals over the weekend, which I think that was a big shocker for a lot of people. Were you stunned with that, Wes? Com completely. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm an LSU fan and um, help cover some college sports to where I've Love LSU, so I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Happy for him to earn the contract that he did. Um, but I think that the Bengals' performance is definitely taking a little bit of the spotlight off of uh, the Steelers because the one thing, the one team that played worse in the AFC than the Steelers was definitely the Bengals. Um, and a huge headline um, of they looked completely broken and, uh, and unable to do anything offensively passing the ball. You know, I, I find. I find it really hard to think that the Cincinnati Bengals could be counted out after just one game. And I will say this, and a lot of people will take my black and gold fan card for this. I love Joe Burrow. I think he is absolutely fantastic. I like his, if you, if you don't mind me using um, to quote Penny from the big bang theory, your grandpa words, but I think he has moxie. And so I, I just love everything about Joe Burrow. I just hate the helmet that he wears. Yeah, he's he's a guy that plays the game for the right reasons, has the right attitude, um, is a good person in the community, is to his teammates. Um, he's respectful to the people he's playing against. He's he's a hard guy to dislike personally for sure. Um, we got a lot of interaction with him with LSU, um, and uh, you know the Bengals have kind of become the, the LSU North of uh, they've they've had a lot of LSU players over the years. I agree with you. Uh, Nothing to read into much to this. I don't think anybody believes that the Bengals are eliminated or that Joe Burrow's career is over. He's not going to have many 300-yard passing games this year and throw for way more touchdowns and interceptions. Um, this was clearly a rough start for them. He didn't play a lot in the preseason. Um, so yeah, he's, he's having to get it figured out right now um, live. A lot of people in Cleveland are, are they're, they're already calling themselves the Kings of Ohio after one game. I think, uh, whoa, let's settle down a little bit there. That is a good defense. You have Zadarius Smith there. Of course, you have Miles Garrett. Denzel Ward is there. It's it's a very good defense. I just really don't think that they are phenomenal throwing the ball. Of course, they are a run-first team. Nick Chubb 
is right now to me the best in the game at running back at that position. But I don't really think that uh, this is a long haul team. I w- and we will find out this week on Monday Night Football when they travel to Pittsburgh and they've already penciled in a win. Everybody has penciled in a win against Pittsburgh. Look, I'm not a homer, but I can't go that far and say that. Yeah, uh, this this Cleveland team, I mean, it's easy to read, and they, they beat the Bengals, um, but, and I agree, they have a great rushing attack. They did rush the ball 40 times, um, which which is a ton, um, but like you said, the passing game's not there, um, and Deshaun Watson um, was a top five quarterback in the NFL in Houston. Um, for the time that he took off and the contract that he's gotten, the things he's been through, he has not looked like that person um, since joining the Browns last year. Um, and that's going to eventually cause some problems from them if he's not finding his old form. Um, and, and so far, we've seen nothing from him in Cleveland to think that he's going to turn back into the, the, the quarterback that he was before. A big loss for them in that win was losing right tackle Jack Conklin. Now, he is going to be missing for T.J. Watt to line up against a backup this week. T.J. Watt had three sacks in that game, also became, well, not the all-time leader in sacks in Pittsburgh Steelers history, but tied with James Harrison at 80.5 sacks. So his next half sack will give him the lead. And, wow, he may be feasting against an anonymous right tackle well it's going to be a rookie dewan jones who is a fourth round pick out of ohio state um and dewan jones is not ready to to be starting in the nfl um he's going to have to get some help whether it's from some tight ends or some halfbacks um to to even remotely try to deal with tj watt Um, but this is a um, game to where if tj watt can guess correctly on when he can get up field on on the passing plays he should be able to have a huge game again and really set him up self up after two weeks to maybe uh, already lock up some uh, defensive player of the year considerations, but definitely the sack leader. I tell you what uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are. The fans are in love with DJ Watt. They have been for a long time and he is in his prime right now. There are the rest of the defense did struggle. They did lose Cam Hayward, but I am going to reserve judgment until after this game. I actually feel pretty good about it. And that's makes me sound awful lot like a Homer. And I'm not sure uh, where, where Jeff is. I haven't talked to Jeff about it, but I know you do a show with Jeff Hartman as well. So uh, you might, Jeff's always a Homer. I'll just tell you that. (laughs) If you haven't noticed yet. Well, we gotta we gotta hope and uh, and pull for our guys. And I mean, he he he, him and you both know know this team in and out and know where they can uh, make their corrections. And, and to be fair, um, if anybody has a reason to be a, a homer about their team and their division, it would be the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Um, their coach has been around forever and has never had a losing season. Um, obviously, for anybody after week one to bet that this is going to be Mike Tomlin's first year with a losing season is kind of crazy. Uh, I think everybody, he deserves a few weeks to uh, to see what he's putting together. And I'm looking forward to that. A team that is always dangerous as well. Another AFC North team that has had a uh, coach there a long, long time. It's John Harbaugh. 
man, though, they they took it on the chin with they they won in a score that has never been accomplished. I believe it was uh was it 25 to 6? Was 25 to 9. 25 9. 25 to 9, excuse me. And that's never been accomplished before in the history of the uh National Football League, which uh, s- still surprises me. But they man, they got creamed by losing Marcus Williams and of course JK Dobbins. That guy, that poor guy. I hate to see this even though I live in Maryland. I am a notorious Raven hater, but you don't want to see this kid go down year after year after year. You would love to see him put in a full season and he's out for the year again. So that's that's going to really hurt this team unless they can go out and pull something off, pull something off big. It's going to be on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. So when you're looking at this entire division, Right now, I think it's safe to say the Bengals are still your division winner right now. But do you believe in the Ravens? No, this is the Bengals division to lose. And if they do lose it, I don't believe it's the Ravens that are going to come through. Um, Listen, the Ravens, if you look at everything beyond this game, you can't explain the score being 25 to 9. Um, Houston only had 268 yards, total yards of offense. The Ravens had 265 yards of total offense, and they had two turnovers to Houston's one. The Ravens didn't go out and win and take this game. Um, this was not a good performance by the Ravens. Um, uh, if they had played almost any other team in the NFL, they, they lose this game. Houston is a very young team on both sides of the ball um, with a brand-new coach that's going to be figuring things out. Um, uh, this is not a, a win that the Ravens need to hang their hat on and be too impressed with themselves over. Um, and I think that um, just based off of what we're seeing this week, if the Steelers can get their selves righted, um, I think the Ravens can end up last in this division by the time it's all said and done. Wow. Do you think this could be a three-team division in the playoffs? I don't. Um not sure how much I'm not ready to write off the Steelers yet, but I think the Steelers and Browns have too many questions for me to um, be too excited right now. Um, uh, again, uh, I think that the the Browns, when it all comes down to it, um, they're going to be one dimensional without Watson being able to throw the ball and not having the elite wide receivers that he probably needs. Um, it's starting to look like Deshaun Watson may have just looked at made him look really, really good um, for some of his career. Um, so no, I'm gonna for for this purpose of this right now, I'm I'm picking the Bengals to make the playoffs by themselves, and let's leave the Steelers as a as a maybe in that wild card when we get there. If they're going to be fighting for that sixth, seventh, eighth kind of range. All right, let's talk about a division that could have maybe two or three, and it is the AFC East. Look, the Bills they knock out on the second play of the game. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, they lose that game, but. You know, I cannot see them not winning that division or making the playoffs, but the Miami Dolphins looked rather good. So what's your outlook for that division, and what did you see in week one out of the AFC East? Well, there's so many questions on the Bills, and like this this game makes me go back. After watching Hard Knocks, I was questioning the Jets. I wasn't sure what they were going to be able to put together. Um, After seeing how good their defense played, I think that if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, I would pick them right now to win this division if Aaron Rodgers was healthy. 
based on that Josh Allen's starting to get a stigma around him about big games. And it's not quite to Kirk Cousins' level of he just never won a big game. But some nationally televised things or when it comes out, he makes some weird decisions. And in this game, he continued to make questionable decisions. So it's hard to uh, to be too excited about them. But somebody's got to win this division, right? Um, in a yeah, the, the Jets um, without Aaron Rodgers have no path to the playoffs. Um, I, I just I'll go ahead and eliminate them right now. Zach Wilson's not that guy. There is not an available quarterback um, that they can bring in that's going to um, be able to hold it together. Um, I, I, I don't think for that. Um, so. Looking at that, I think it becomes kind of a two-team race between the Dolphins and the Bills of, uh, of what they can come together. Um, the Dolphins, like you said, had a big win, but they played the Chargers. They also gave up 34 points. So um, I'm not sure if they have the defense to play both sides of it. So right now, I'm going to say that the Bills come back, win this division. Dolphins will be making the playoffs, though. Yeah, I could actually agree with that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put a asterisk or a question mark next to the Patriots. Yeah. They did lose, and it is Mac Jones, but there's a lot. There is a lot of talent on that defense. In fact, a sneaky good top five caliber defense there in New England. I really like what I see out of the New England Patriots, and I, I hate to say that as being a Steeler fan, but let's go ahead and uh, put them on the bubble. How about that? I'll, I'll kind of put that together. If if you take Mac Jones right now and put him on the Jets. I think the Jets could win that division. Wow. So so I think their defense is that much that is is super elite. Um where the Patriots have I have I have got some question marks but I think they could have a very good one if they can end up being elite. Mac Jones is good enough to make good decisions and let his defense uh, kind of win close games. All right, I like that. That's a great analysis there. Let's go ahead and look at a very odd division. It is the AFC South. And we're talking about, like the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are probably the team to beat there. I don't believe in Tennessee. You just saw Tennessee. You saw them for a full game against uh, New Orleans. Man, I I think that team is uh, definitely spiraling downward. Yeah, um, Ryan Tannehill played a terrible football game. Um, Having said that, the Saints did put a lot of pressure on him. Um, he was not able to set his feet and hang out in the pocket at all. Um, and I don't think Derrick Henry's washed. I think uh, the, the Saints did a good job of bottling him up um, and letting our linebackers uh, stop him at the line by keeping our, our defensive linemen staying on their blockers. Um, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a Trevor Lawrence uh, buyer. Uh, just it's really hard for me to accept after some of the things I've seen from him. Um, but I think the Jaguars do have some elite receivers this year that can help him and kind of make him look good. They're, they're stealing of Calvin Ridley, um, who, who's you know put a potentially great number one receiver, um, is going to end up helping them. I agree that the Titans are going to have some problems. Their defense is going to be good. Their defensive line is still elite. Um, they've been number one and number two against the rush the last couple of years, and they do get after the quarterback as well. So I got to experience that. But ultimately, I think uh, through a 17-game season, the Jaguars end up being the only team from this uh, this uh, division that make the playoffs. Um, we'll just go ahead and say the names of the other two. It's the Colts and the Texans. Um, and if anybody's putting money on either one of them to make the playoffs, I'm, I'm not sure what you're doing. Yeah, I've uh, 
I think that would be a complete shocker if the uh, the definitely the Texans and the Colts showed some uh, really showed that they're not ready for prime time as well in that game. So one more division to go ahead and look at before we get on out of here and probably the upside down division. Yeah, the, <laughs> this is a crazy division here because look, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. They get healthy. They now have uh, Chris Jones back. I I really, I'd be shocked if uh, this was the end for the Chiefs. I think this was an anomaly. But what I did see in that game, and we alluded to it at the beginning, that team is definitely, you know, head and shoulders so much better when Travis Kelsey is in the lineup. You see how important he is to that team. And Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best. They do not have a wide receiver core that you should be excited about whatsoever. So if Travis Kelsey cannot be in there for 16 more games, that team will struggle no matter what superstar they have behind center. Yeah, the there was three, three of the teams in this division were favored, and all three of those teams lost their, their football game this week. Um you know, Patrick Mahomes may be the best player on the planet and is generally regarded as that. Um, and he's done some really good things with the Chiefs got rid of Tyree Kill, who's uh, the, the top paid wide receiver in football last year and still won the Super Bowl. Um, so to say that Patrick Mahomes can't get it done with some uh, some other receivers would be crazy. But he Travis Kelsey has been a great uh, you know, unfair weapon for him with his speed, speed and size, and also just their connection. Um, I think with Travis Kelsey, um, he can step back in and and they can be competing for a Super Bowl again. But if Travis Kelsey's going to miss time, this team's going to have a lot of problems um, offensively, and they're just not good enough defensively. Um, they're they're better than they were a couple of years ago, but I don't think they're good enough to win teams or win games uh, with, with their defensive prowess. Um, there's a lot rides on this Travis Kelsey um, part here. So uh, I, I'm not sure how much we, we know honestly about his injury and whether it's going to be lingering and whether he's going to be back and forth on time. But um, this could turn this division upside down and make it really weird if the Chiefs fall apart and can't score you know, points. Absolutely. And I mean, like everything that... changes. I mean, yeah. as much as we've talked about the AFC, I mean, the, the Jets and the Chiefs both fall out. Like, this starts becoming a pretty open division or a pretty open conference when, uh, you know, most most uh, most of the talk has been that the, the AFC conference is super top-heavy and it's just a couple of big boys going to be fighting each other out. You got questions after week one. You really do because now here's a, a team you're familiar with because of Sean Payton. The Broncos... I don't believe in them yet. And what I saw on Sunday, because I was paying attention to that game against the Raiders, I saw two different teams going in different directions. And I think the arrow is actually pointing up for the Raiders and down for the Broncos. Yeah. the <laughs> I, And I'll, I'll just add this in as a, as a, as a Saints fan. So we, we cut a kicker of experienced, you know, previously very, um, reliable kicker to go with a rookie and nobody could believe it. Well, our veteran that we cut, Sean Payton takes his old kicker, 
He misses an extra point, and he misses a field goal. They lose by one. The Saints rookie kicker scores 10 points, and the Saints win by one. Um, Sean Payton's got his guys. He makes his decisions. He loves being the smartest guy in the room. It's really hard for him to admit when he's wrong. The problem is, is this Broncos roster is not a great roster, and I think he's going to have to admit that he's wrong about a whole lot of players over and over again. To be fair, I think he may want the team to be bad because it allows him to get rid of Russell Wilson, and then he allows him to actually start building it all over again so he can get all the credit. So I'm not sure if he's really upset about it because um, no matter what, it's going to buy him a couple more years, and he's going to get to rebuild this whole team the way he sees fit anyway. Well, I saw what he did with that middle school team in that movie, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Let's talk about the Raiders, though. Wow, I I think this is a sneaky good team. Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those guys that he's just steady. He's not he's not a world beater, but he gets you there and if he remains healthy and that's the thing, good. but with the running backs that they do that they have, with the wide receivers, they have DeVonte Adams, Jacoby Myers, this is a sneaky good team. Yeah, um, the the huge like flashing red light sirens going off thing is that Jimmy Garoppolo is not ever going to be healthy for an NFL season, and this is a team that ignored that and has Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell as their backup quarterbacks, and for a team that is built to run the ball and play defense, they need a quarterback that can not turn the ball over, and they really should have done more to have a, a backup. Um, so I just it's really hard for me to bet on the Raiders because I don't have any faith in Jimmy Garoppolo staying healthy for a 17 game season. Um, and by even that, even close to that. And, and I just don't see this team as built to be able to win without him. Um, they're going to upset some teams while he's healthy. Uh, Josh Jacobs can still run the ball and their defense is still um, good. But um, long term, it's really tough for me to buy them. Final team to look at here, the Chargers. This has been a weird team for a long, long time. I do not know what Mr. Staley is doing there. I I have questioned him for the last couple years. This is a weird team, though, and it almost seems like Justin Herbert is in that same category that when you were talking about Josh Allen. In big games, he seems to kind of wilt. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's been tough uh, as somebody who really likes his talent, likes his attitude and all. Um, it's been tough to see um, him just never get over that hump. Having said that with him, I'm going to really agree with the first thing you said. Uh, Brandon Staley, I think, is an awful head coach. Um, I think the Chargers, um, for all the stuff that I just said about Sean Payton, this is a roster that Sean Payton would have won with. If I think the Chargers made an enormous mistake last year when Sean Payton and people he knows because he couldn't legally reach out to him, but people let the Chargers know that if they fired Staley, that's where he was going, and they didn't do it. I think they made an enormous mistake that they're going to regret for a long time because Staley is going to get himself ran out of town because he's not going to win games. Um, and this is an extremely talented roster, uh, and, and I think that, that Staley's coaching is holding Herbert back um, as much as uh, Herbert's own devices, too. Um, again, a team that ran the ball 40 times um, and had it a ton of success. They ran for 234 rushing yards 
and, and lose by two points. Who wins that division? Uh, it's the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Chiefs are going to win the division. Um, really beyond that's where we start having some conversations about these teams that are going to get second place and who's fighting with the, the Patriots and Steelers and Chargers and those teams. Um, and, and possibly even the Titans can sneak back in there about who's going to be those at sixth and seventh place team. Well, let's go ahead and uh, we'll pencil in the Bills and the Dolphins, throw in the Chiefs to win that division, the Jags and the Bengals winning divisions as well. That's five teams. I'm still looking at the Raiders. I still, uh, I have this thing for the Raiders right now. I, I, maybe it's the fact that uh, I'm hearing a lot about them because I'm helping produce some of their shows, but, and I've never been a Raiders fan, but I would throw them in the mix and then you could look at maybe the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, or Titans. Well, I'm going to say it for you. I'm going to put the Steelers in there okay. as, as, as one, as our, our a, a team that's going to be in there. Um, and then I think beyond that, you know what? I, I'm just going to right now and I'm riding the high of that. This, the Titans looked terrible this week, but I also said with other teams, I'm not going to buy, buy into week one, meaning too much. Ryan Tannehill is going to play well enough to make DeAndre Hopkins and um, and Derrick Henry viable, and they've just been doing it for too long. I think Mike Vrabel's a good coach. The Titans will figure it out and be the seventh team in the playoffs. All right, so that is your big picture after week one. It's a little blurry. You know, it's a lot blurry, <laughs> and we know that. This was fun for a first I reserve the right to change every prediction that I just made. <laughs> oh, and, and yeah, and that's what we're going to do because we do not – have an elephant's memory here so uh next week it might be a, it's going to be a completely different show and we're going to see how things take shape as the season goes on we're going to be able to talk about games that are going to shape playoff pictures as well and we've seen some of those games this week already that you might be talking about the chargers and dolphins down the line you might be talking about certain games that are going to that teams are going to want back in week 17 and week 18 so that's something to look at wesley let's do this every week i'm i'm into it this is this is a great time i uh i love the, the love the sport love what we're doing here at ffsn let's uh let's keep it up let's do this again all right for the black and gold saints for the black and gold steelers it's time to get on out of there here that'll probably be a debate for another time which one is the true black and gold i think we will differ on that because we've already had those conversations in the past for wesley my name is brian we will talk to you later it's ffsn it's the nfl feed from fans first sports network